Travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. When you travel, you want to fit in, have things go smoothly, have fun, and not get into trouble. While 99% of the people you'll meet on your trip want to help you and most of your ideas are probably good and well-intentioned, there are some things and people you should avoid to ensure a smooth trip. On this episode, we'll talk about a variety of things we think you should keep in mind and avoid doing to have the very best journey possible. From Bangkok, Thailand, I'm Scott Coates, and with me as always is... Trevor Ranges. Uh, not always in Phnom Penh, but uh, I think pretty much everybody's grounded where they've been for the past several months still, yeah? So uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Scott, how have you been? I've been keeping up real well. I took the month of July, and I realized I was on the road 20-some days days because flights started and hotels were able to open. Uh, this is uh, talking about July 2020. So I went up to northern Thailand, motorcycled, cycled around Chiang Rai province, went down to the south to Koh Lantan, Raleigh Bay. And uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of running. I'm doing a half marathon that I've designed myself at the end of this month because there's no organized events. So yeah, keeping keeping well. But you say you've been there a while. I realized I've been in Thailand six or seven months without leaving the country, which has never happened in my 20 years here. It's kind of a weird feeling. Yeah, again, you know, when this whole thing started earlier this year, for me, it was great because I spent so much of my life traveling and I wanted just to, to not travel for a while. Now, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I still enjoy being home and, and staying here in Phnom Penh and doing what I'm doing, um, but I sure do miss the beach, I'll tell you that. I could use some time in the ocean. Yeah, for you to get from Phnom Penh to a beach is quite a haul. Uh, Thailand, it's a little easier to do. Um, I've kind of settled into it all right. You know, I, I feel okay about it, but uh, we're excited about this episode. And this is one of those where a listener actually recommended the topic. So Darren Scott in Calgary, Canada said, hey, why don't you guys do an episode about things you shouldn't do? So here we are. We're going to share some, yeah, a real mix of things that we think you should try and avoid doing. So thank you, Darren. But before we get into the great content, remember, Trevor and I do this with our own funds out of the goodness of our heart, and it does cost money. So we're looking for support, and you can go to patreon.com, search Talk Travel Asia, and you can sponsor the show from $1 a month, $5 a month, $25, etc. And we're starting to give some special things for patrons. So we've recorded some short little patron-only episodes. Uh, we've shared a couple videos now. So not only do you have a warm, fuzzy feeling for helping the show go on, but you're going to get a, a bit of extra content, uh, patrons. So please go to patreon.com, sponsor the show, and help us keep it going. So Trevor, um, why don't you lead this thing off with the first don't do that thing? Okay, you know, I, when I when Darren mentioned this, I thought about it. And, uh, you know, when we travel outside of our home countries, it's good to remember that the customs that we practice at home are not always the same that we do when we're on the road. And we actually did an episode about this. Uh, we did like a crossover episode with uh, Bangkok podcast that was episode number 84 foreigner faux pas and cultural clumsiness and then uh, when i started brainstorming some of the ideas 
I realized that uh, in episode five, Bangkok scams, hustles, and tourist traps, uh, we talked about a few of the things that people should watch out for and try not to do when they're in Bangkok. So we've actually touched on a few of these themes here and there, but I think this one's good because we're going to combine them all together. Yeah, they are good extensions. And I always love um, for listeners when we make the show notes, Trevor often goes back and looks at the past episodes and it's fun to see, oh yeah, we've covered a related topic. So make sure you go to the show notes on talktravelasia.com and you can link back to some of those other associated episodes. Trevor, you have set the first category is getting around. What do you like to not do getting around? <laughs> exactly. It's funny when you were phrasing these in the negatives, but this one was easy. It was don't don't buy a round trip ticket. Okay. Um, now, of course, you, you probably you probably need a round trip flight home. And actually, when you land in Thailand, they used to require you to have a return ticket. Now, I'm probably certain that they do. Before you even get on the plane, I've been in Canada and they wanted to see the ticket before we left. Yeah, and that's a good thing to have uh, in general. I mean, it's good to have it open-ended or th that you can move it. What I'm referring to more is like boat tickets to islands in particular um, or buses and trains while you're inside of a country. Because um, lots of times like you don't like you want to get on this boat and you want to go out to that island and they're going to try and sell you the re return ticket. But you don't necessarily know if this boat company is going to be the best one to come back at. You don't necessarily know their schedule when they leave. You might decide that you're going to go on to a different destination. Um, so when it comes to buses, trains, boats, uh, even flights within countries, I, I say don't buy a return ticket. Yeah, I agree on this point. Um, the combo tickets might save you a couple dollars on overall cost, but unless you're 110% sure you need and want a specific day and time, then buy the return portion later. I agree with you. And if it's a boat, like maybe that day you have a ticket for, the seas are super rough and you wouldn't want to get on. So yeah, I, I would do those kind of things, boat, bus, one way. Uh, airline tickets within countries, I'm probably a bit more flexible, but I, I agree, like don't get sucked into these prepaid return things. It's classic at boat piers. They always want to sell you the return. Um, I like your next one, Trevor. Tell us about this, about cabs. Yeah, this is from the Bangkok scams, hustles and uh, whatnot. Uh, it, it, it's don't get in the parked cab ever. That's like one of my top yeah. 10 rules of travel in, in Asia. It's just that uh, if a taxi is parked and waiting and the, the, the taxi driver is leaning against the cab, like watching people go and trying to get people to go in his taxi, he's looking for a mark to take for the proverbial ride. Uh, you want to get in a cab that's driving around generally that's looking for business. Yeah, 110% on that one. One I really like for Japan is if you're going to do, let's say, two longest train trips, the cost of buying those tickets in Japan is probably more than getting a Japan rail pass. And so Japan tourism boards around the world sell these one week train passes that allow you unlimited train travel. And again, it's usually a bit cheaper than just two longest train trip or train tickets. So if you're going to go to Japan, get that rail pass and you have to buy it before you go to Japan. But uh, actually doesn't sound like it. Don't do it. <laughs> so what I'm saying is don't. Don't, go to, don't <laughs> do it. Don't yeah, not buy don't, it. Don't not buy it. So don't go to Japan and just buy your rail tickets when you're there. Instead, buy the pass. I kind of messed that one up. All right. You got one about motorbikes, Trevor. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I realized we started with getting around rather than getting to places. And it's just because, like, these are some of my top tips. When we started writing down, don't do this, don't do that, like, I, like don't get in the parked cab. No. And the next one, don't ride a motorbike 
without shoes on and and shoes before the helmet you should definitely wear a helmet uh the, the police here will stop you for being a foreigner and and ticket you and, and in most countries in asia it's illegal to ride without a helmet but but don't ride a motorbike without shoes on it's like the the foreigner tattoo here like you'll see anytime you see like yeah. especially younger foreigners all like ripped up with like bandages on and stuff like that it's from from motorbikes it's really dangerous to ride here in asia um, even if you ride back home, the laws are totally different here. It's, it's very chaotic. Um, I love my toes. I want to protect them. I wear jeans often too. Even when I'm at like beaches and islands, I'll keep my jeans under the seat uh, in that little storage area and then just throw them on, on top of my board shorts with my shoes. Yeah. To add to that and to sound like everyone's dad, don't ride a motorcycle if you don't have a motorcycle license at home. Because if you have an accident, your your medical and travel insurance and any vehicle insurance that's included with that rental will be void. So And you must have a motorcycle license. So don't ride without one. Um, I'll throw one more in that I used to do. And now I say, don't exit a station or into a major area looking at your Lonely Planet book or reading <laughs> your smartphone. Like do that out of eyeshot of touts and drivers. Figure out your plan first so that you walk out looking organized and ready to go. And uh, yeah, so when you get in hustle things, so don't do that. I agree. Uh, usually what I do is I, I walk out or I get off the bus, I grab my bag and then I just pick a direction and start walking for like a block until I find a cafe or restaurant. And then I'll, I'll stop there and then figure out where I need to go or where to get a taxi or whatnot. Yeah, that's a great tip just to walk a hundred or two meters away. And I'll add to that is don't be rushed. Often tricksters will try and rush you to get on the last bus or get in the last taxi into town or whatever. And an effort kind of get you distracted maybe to steal something or else you just end up being on a crappy bus you can generally afford to slow down and take a breath so don't be rushed and on that note if you can afford it don't take the cheapest bus um, you can always avoid this if possible spending a little bit more on a on a bus in asia will get you a much more reliable safe bus driver uh, road fatality rates in the developing world are pretty high and if you take the cheap bus your chance of an accident goes way way up so trevor your next category you had is shopping yeah and i think i've mentioned this on a number of episodes over the years but uh, i'd say don't buy your souvenirs from the big main markets uh, you know, there's always like a big place where all the souvenir shops are, but most of the souvenirs there are mass produced, um, often not even made in the country that you're visiting. Uh, I prefer that you try to pick up souvenirs along the way, shop bit by bit. Um, try to purchase things from local artisans. Like if you go to a place where people are actually making things, um, I, I think it's cooler to buy things from the people who make them um, rather than buying things from these big touristy markets. Yeah, that's a that's a great tip. And I always actually admire how you're very conscious of channeling money to the people that really should get it. On a, on a shopping note, don't buy expensive things you're not an expert on. I, I'm thinking about gems here because um, people seem to fall for these gem scams. They have no idea about gems. They don't buy gems at home. They don't trade in them. They come to Asia and they suddenly buy a whole bunch of gems. So if you're going to spend a lot of money on something, be sure you're knowledgeable about it and you don't care maybe what it's actually worth so you won't be disappointed. So don't buy expensive things. You're not an expert. Yeah, that, that goes for paintings or any sort of art or something like that as well. I think just uh, yeah, to try not to, I don't know, yeah, don't, don't get hustled. There's an episode on that. 
I'll throw in a couple more. And most of us would never buy legal things, but you know, don't buy shells, corals, items made from skins. I mean, play it safe because you might be supporting poaching. You also don't want to get in trouble when you go to leave the country with something that might be illegal. And and don't buy stuff from kid vendors. I mean, yeah, they're cute and you want to help them. But if you're buying stuff from kids on the street, you're generally keeping them away from other things they should be doing, such as school or just being a kid. So I know you feel like you're helping them, but really that's, that's yeah, not a good thing. So absolutely. I got to agree with that one hundred uh, percent just because people think it's, it's a good thing to do, but it's really, really not. And it's so hard to, to convince people to do this one. So just please don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Okay. Take us into eating. What should we not do when eating? Yeah. My eating advice uh, from many years here in Asia, Asia and, and hosting a lot of friends that have come to visit is don't be so paranoid about getting sick that you won't try the local food. Um, and by that, I mean, it, it's mm. good. Like you want to get some food that's comforting. Sometimes you definitely want to eat food that's safe. Um, but I remember like when I, when I was first living in Bangkok and my old college roommate came to visit with one of his work friends and we were eating at the soup man, the noodle shop on my street. And that was like the best, mm -hmm. safest food I could ever possibly eat. Like anytime I wasn't feeling well, that's where I would go to eat because it had become my comfort food. But for my, my ex-roommate's friend, he, he wasn't adventurous even to try what I considered like the safest possible street Thai food imaginable. And, and I could only think that he probably didn't experience a big part of Thai culture because he wasn't willing to take a risk um, on some local food because he was afraid of getting sick. And in reality, you're, you're not that likely to get sick if, if you eat at a decent restaurant, even if it's a street food place. Yeah, his loss. And I say, don't make a fuss if you don't like something. Like I'm a bit of a picky eater, but you got to try your best, you know, swallow it or politely exit where you're eating and spit it into a tissue, smiling, and almost kind of make a joke about yourself not being able to eat it because you might kind of offend locals or the cook. Um, so just be a bit discreet about that. Also, don't worry about the ice if it's in a form or a shape. That means it's come from a water factory. So in this day and age, only the shaved ice might be a concern, but don't worry about the ice if it's in any kind of Yeah, food. and that actually was part of my don't be so paranoid because people are often really paranoid about the ice here, but but a lot of the ice is actually okay. Um, and to your don't make a fuss, yeah, that's another one that, that always cracks me up when people come to visit. I'm like, don't expect that you're going to get a good answer to, is there gluten in this? Or... You know, or, or they'll ask like this sauce, what, what is there wheat? Is there wheat in this sauce? And, and like the, your Thai server or your Cambodian server or your Lao server, most of these countries aren't going to know what gluten is probably. They're not going to understand what you're trying to order. If, if you're allergic to peanuts, don't try to say, oh, can you not put the peanuts in there? Because you could get extra peanuts, you know, it's, it can be difficult to customize your meal order here so yeah don't try to, to to rock the boat too much just just go with the flow yeah and you have a note here about not eating at rest stops tell me why why you don't eat there oh yeah that that point was just you know although you should be a little bit adventurous 
when I'm traveling, suppose you're on like a, an eight hour bus ride uh, and it's going to stop for lunch along the way. Th there's a couple of reasons I don't like to do this. Number one is I don't really want to have to use the toilet on the bus if there's even a toilet on the bus. And lots of times there's not. And, and if you have something at lunch at this little greasy roadside diner place, uh, you may need to stop the bus an hour or so along the way and then use some some even dodgier mm. bathroom. Uh, I just tend to not like to to eat a big meal when I'm traveling. So I usually bring along some snacks. Uh, I go to like a local market and I get some dried mango or some nuts, uh, buy an orange from a grocery store, apple or something like that, and just try to snack along the way rather than risk eating at, at some roadside restaurant that a bus is forcing you to do so. I, I agree with you. I mean, I have eaten at rest stops. And actually, I think about Cambodia going from Phnom Penh to Siem Reap and you stop in, what is it, Sukun, and you get out and they're trying to put spiders on mm. you. And, and I have eaten there, but I agree. Like rest food stop can be dicey. I remember one time going from Kuala Lumpur to Singapore and my wife and I had a bowl of noodles and we were waiting in line at the bridge to go into Singapore and like the clock started ticking. So, yeah, I agree. Try and, and and have some nuts, some snacks, maybe even you can often get like a UHT box with, you know, soy milk or something. Um, I do use the bathroom off the bus if I can, even if it's bad, just so that I'm empty. Another one is I'll say like the night before a long bus ride or a long commute, I try and not have like spicy, overly spicy food because you never know how that's going to impact your, your stomach the next day when you're on the bus or the train. Um, and this might sound crazy, but, you know, consider carrying some tissue, some wet wipes. And I've never actually used a large Ziploc bag, but <laughs> you might want to have one just in case. I was years, like 20 plus years ago on a bus uh, from Thailand to Malaysia, and I had to throw up and the toilet was locked, like locked, locked. And I ended up puking all over myself. And so a bit of wet wipes, a large Ziploc bag. I hope you never have to use it. But uh, yeah, don't eat that super spicy food and don't eat the rest stop food. I That's agree. a good one. Don't so on yourself. <laughs> yeah, don't vomit all over yourself on a bus. It's not fun. I can tell you that. Um, the next one is safety. And I'll kick this one off. I just say don't go without reading up first. You know, sometimes it's fun to step in to a country or, a, or a, a locale and be a bit surprised, but you should at least know what the local situation is, safety issues, political, cultural issues. So you're aware of kind of how the people are thinking and what might be politically sensitive and so forth. So don't go somewhere without reading up on those situations a wee bit. Okay, number, what number? These aren't numbered. <laughs> the next one, the, the first thing I put on safety was uh, don't get in a fight with a local. Uh, in general, I think you shouldn't fight with anyone ever, um, but but occasionally people can provoke you. Sometimes you'll meet people who are, are just looking for trouble, uh, but just in general, it's a bad idea to ever get in a fight when you're traveling in a foreign country. Um, you know, most most of the people in, in the cultures of Southeast Asia most certainly are very chilled out and friendly. But but if you get into an altercation, um, you're not going to find any friends They're They're going to have backup and you're not. And, and it's not going to end up well for you. The police are not going to take your side on it. Uh, just just try not to stay. Get Don't get in a fight. Yeah, great point. And on the insurance note, again, not to be the worry wart, but a lot of insurance has a clause that if you're in a fight, 
especially if it's at a bar, they can not cover you on that stuff too. So totally agree. Don't get in a fight. I also say, you know, it's not always possible, but don't walk alone at night whenever possible, even in a safe place. I mean, just try and find a buddy, um, let someone know where you're going or, or when you're leaving, just, just try and stick with someone at all times if you can, right? It's, I mean, if you're alone, uh, you could be a target. Hmm, okay. That's good. If you're a very cautious, safe person, um, mine, which, uh, I don't know, this is something I, I learned years and years and years ago, but, um, don't leave your windows unlocked in your hotel room or guest house or whatnot. And it seems kind of obvious, but, but what you want to do is check your hotel room when you check in. Uh, the maids often open the windows when they're cleaning the rooms and then they close them, but they don't necessarily lock them after they're done cleaning. Um, so I think you should always make sure that your windows are locked uh, when you leave the room because, you know, there are crime areas in major cities, especially in touristy areas, particularly, uh, don't leave your windows open. Great, great tip. I'm going to blast through a few more. And I, boy, I sound like a cautious individual. I think I don't have kids, but I think I'm thinking like a parent on these. But I say don't not have a plan. And this might sound silly, but just take a moment to think through what you'd do if someone, say, attacked you or if somebody tried to mug you and just think through it at least once so that if it happened, you'd still be surprised, but at least you've got a bit of a plan, right? Like in my mind, I'll give someone my wallet. Like it's not worth risking being stabbed. And on that, I say like, don't have no money. I always keep a decent sized bill in a pocket, not my wallet. So that if somebody ever asked me for money, I could just quickly like pull out the bill and hopefully that would satisfy them. And they wouldn't even think about asking for my wallet. So like, you know, here in Thailand, 20 bots, the smallest bill, it's like 80 cents US. I'll generally carry like at least a 500, maybe even a thousand. So you could just quickly grab out something that's going to seem significantly large enough to someone. They might just be willing to grab it and run off. And I don't wear money belts, but I'd say don't reveal your money belt in public. I was somewhere recently and I saw tourists like take out their money belt from under their pants. And then everyone knows you have a money belt. Like if you're going to put something in your money belt or take it off, go to the toilet. You don't want people seeing that at all. And, and finally, like I have blacked out while traveling from drinking too much, but probably a good one. Don't drink too much and risk blacking out. Like keep it within your limits. Yeah, I, uh, don't accept drink from strangers too. That's another one. Uh, it does happen that people get drugged in bars. Uh, and, and this is one of those ones that I think some people can be a little bit paranoid about, but uh, you know, be careful accepting drinks from strangers. Yeah, that's a great, great point. And unfortunately, probably applies to females a bit more than males. Yeah, although I had a friend who got drugged here one time um, by the bar. In fact, I don't even want to say who it is because, uh, <laughs> but uh, let's, let's move on. Okay. So we're going to mix, go into the, let's call it potpourri or general category. Um, don't assume everyone's out to get you and rob you, et cetera. Although everything we've just <laughs> talked about revolves around kind of being robbed and ripped off. I mean, the fact is if you walk around with this attitude, you're going to come off like an asshole. You're not going to make any friends. People aren't going to, you know, invite you in for a bite to eat, et cetera. So be cautious, but be friendly, smiling, educated, and make safe travel decisions. But don't assume everyone's out to get okay. you. Well, then my next one's a little bit more fun and friendly. Mine is one of my top 10 travel tips again. Uh, don't underpack underwear. And that was on uh, episode 64, which was our packing tips. And I always find that uh, 
you can never have too much underwear. It, you know, like it's it's easy enough to get laundry done here and there, but like socks and underwear are something that like I always think that you should have plenty of whenever you travel, so that you don't have to worry about it because um, they're small and lightweight enough anyway. Yeah, I'll add to that. I always roll up a little pair of underwear in my bag. So if you're commuting on buses or planes or whatever, like, I don't know, you might need some more. So put put one in your bag. I say don't talk politics, history, recent protest happenings, et cetera. You never know the whole story and people can have strong opinions about those. So I just think it's like potentially contentious historical issues, like maybe talking about the American War, which is known as the Vietnam War in the West or just, I mean, there's just a few things that can get you in trouble, right? Religion, politics, just kind of maybe avoid talking about those things. Don't risk pissing people yeah, off. Yeah, it's tricky just because you don't know what people's political opinions are. And some people are really sensitive about it. So, you know, I'm a little bit like, I don't know that don't talk about it, but like, you know, like don't express an opinion about it until you know what that other person's opinion is and, and how serious they are about it. Um for my mm. next potpourri item is uh, don't be afraid to get off the beaten path. Uh, you know, it's great to have a plan. It's great to have like an itinerary, you know, all the sites you want to see and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, some of the greatest experiences you're going to have traveling in Asia are when you get off the beaten path, leave the tourist trail behind and kind of, you know, go find some authentic uh, local culture. And you're only going to do that by exploring a little bit. So, so don't be afraid to do that. Uh, obviously, you know, there, there are some risks inherent in getting lost uh, or, or going down the wrong alley and whatnot. But if you follow all this other advice, then you should be fine with this one as well. Great one. Don't give money to monks, beggars or kids, period. You're supporting them continuing to be in that situation. Yeah. Again, monks aren't supposed to be begging for money. So chances are, if there's a monk mm -hmm. asking you for money, it's not a real monk. My next one is, is don't walk around without a shirt on. Again, this is just, it's more of the, the cultural etiquette. Uh, you know, walking around without a shirt on is not generally acceptable in, in most parts of Asia. You will see, you know, some of these older men with their shirts off in front of their shop house because they're right in front of their house and they're doing some sort of work or something like that. Um, but usually it's, it's Australian guys. And I love Australian people, but the Australians are the ones who are <laughs> always just popping that shirt off and walking down Sukhumvit in downtown Bangkok uh, with everybody gawking at them. And, and, and it's really just you embarrass the local people by behaving like that. They're embarrassed for you. And I think just even that, uh, this isn't the, the, the greatest sin that you could commit, uh, but it is culturally insensitive. So I'd say, uh, you know, at the beach, sure. But otherwise, you know, in the cities, don't walk around with a shirt off. Yeah, I agree. Most of Asia is quite modest. And in fact, a lot of Asian countries, men won't even wear shorts. They wear long pants. So yeah, keep your shirt on. And on a related note, like, don't not wash your clothes, like take a shower, brush your hair, look nice, smell good. I, I know that locals are often mystified seeing the dirty traveler and like, why, why don't they like being clean? So don't not be clean. And also don't just start taking someone's photo. I think we do this as travelers a lot. We'll see some people and we just put our camera up and snap a picture of them. Like what if someone did that to you in your home country? Some like Indian tourists just walked up and like, started taking a picture of you there's no way you'd be cool with it so form a connection first speak with them then gently ask or indicate that you'd like to take a photo and, and kind of they'll give you some sort of nod or permission to do so and if they're not completely cool with it just leave it alone um it's funny you say that because when i was 
16 and I was living in, in the, the San Francisco Bay area, some Japanese tourists came into the coffee shop I was working at and, and one of them walked around the counter to take a photo of his friend buying a cup of coffee from me. And uh, it was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's probably how we seem to most Asian people every single day that we walk around here, you know, especially when we're on vacation. The next one I have is just don't fall for scams, hustles, and, and, and tourist traps. And again, that was episode number five where we did Bangkok scams, hustles, and tourist traps. And uh, there's going to be links to, to that on our show notes on talktravelasia.com. Um, but in general, there's just, there are a number of like regular scams, like the, like the gem shop scam or, or the tailor shop scam. In general, I think whenever a taxi driver is like, Ooh, you have to go to this store. Um, chances are he, he's going to be making some money off of it. And uh, you're probably going to be overcharged for whatever it is they're trying to sell you. So just, just be careful and don't fall for the classic scams. The suit scam is another one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just such a fine balance because you want to meet locals, right? And often a local will just be kind. They're curious. And if you miss that opportunity, then it's a, it's a real loss on your trip. But kind of like the taxi sitting stopped, I find if someone's just overtly friendly and you didn't have eye contact first or approach them, the classic often is people coming up to you, you're looking at a map and some ultra friendly person that speaks English pretty well comes up wanting to help you. Like, be a bit cautious. That's the start of hey, the that's scam. Me. I always um, go up to help people with maps. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. I do as well. But uh, my next one, I'll say don't make out in public. We already talked about like the modesty of Asia with clothing, but like in most of Asia, people don't kiss in public and, and, and have passionate moments. Like holding hands is about as far as you really want to take it. And people will not say anything probably, but they will definitely not appreciate you making out long kisses and stuff like that. Okay, my next one is uh, is a new entry to my top ten. Although it, it should have always been in my top ten, but in in the past couple of years, it's come up too often, and and I made the mistake of not doing so. And it's don't forget to bring your swimsuit with you everywhere, every day. Uh, it's especially here in Southeast Asia. It's so hot outside, and and a swimsuit packs so light. It'll just sit in the bottom of your backpack. You won't even know that it's there. Uh, you'll forget until there's the opportunity to cool off in some waterfall or river or swimming pool or the ocean. And it, it, some of my greatest travel disappointments were wishing that I had my swimsuit with me. Like, ah, oh, I can't believe I don't have my suit. You know, like, and then you don't get to swim in that waterfall or jump in that river. Uh, I, I'd much rather have the bag, the, the swimsuit with me. And now I pack it in the suitcase no matter where I travel every single time. And, and I stick it in my day bag every day. Yeah. And if you happen to puke on yourself <laughs> on a bus, say you got to change your clothes. Yeah, maybe you can even puke in it. Hey, there's one more here. I don't know if you want to do this, but I think this is important too. Don't do, don't bring your phone with you every day. And I know this one's, this one's tough. I, again, like you're supposed to be on vacation. You should try to be unplugged and you may even intend to not want to, to be on Facebook or Instagram or Skype or whatever. But, but a lot of people like use their phones as their camera and then they bring their phone because they're going to use it to take photos. And then they end up getting sucked into social media. So I say like, you know, instead bring a small quality portable camera with you. Uh, and, and they're, they're inexpensive enough. And then don't bring your phone every day, you know, like having the camera instead of the phone will, will give you like a freedom, 
from your phone that you'll really appreciate. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a tweak on that is often I don't get the local SIM card. Like one of the great things traveling now is you can get a cheap SIM card at most airports. I often just don't get one because I'm like, who am I really going to have to call? And if I need internet, yeah, I can probably find a coffee shop or a hotel. So I'll still use my camera, right? My phone camera, but I just often won't take the SIM card. And I'll sometimes tell myself like, you're not using the phone. Like don't connect to the Wi-Fi when you go out for a drink tonight, like just keep it in the pocket. So yeah, I think that's a good one, Trevor. And we're going to move into our last category now, which is country specific items. Trevor, what do you have for us? Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I just thought of this one for Thailand, which was to not disparage the royal family. Um, and, and then I was like, oh, maybe we should have a country specific uh, category. But, you know, the, the royal family of Thailand is a very revered uh, family. They, they obviously mean a lot to the Thai people. Uh, the king of Thailand appears on the currency. So you don't want to do anything inappropriate to the money. Um, and in general, maybe it's even safer, like discussing politics, just better not to, to talk about the royal family at all while you're in Thailand. Um, you know, it's not like something that comes up in everyday conversation amongst Thai people anyway. So, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're genuinely curious and you have some respectful questions to ask, then maybe, but I would do it like I would do with any other kind of political topic and kind of, you know, get a feel for what the person I'm talking about thinks first. Uh, and, you know, there are, there's a royal family here in Cambodia. So I would say that uh, something similar here, um, not to say something bad about uh, any potentially revered people from any country. I'll just tack on to that. Don't talk about them at all because because local people don't. Or if they do, it's in very close confines. Mm. And if you were even to say like, oh, hey, the king's really great. What do you think about him? Like, you're just going to put that person in a very, very uncomfortable position. So I, I say don't talk about royal family members. Don't ask about them anywhere, period. Mm. Um, so my next one is, you know, most of Southeast Asia, a lot of it are Buddhist countries. So don't like touch heads. Don't use your feet for things. Don't put your feet up on ledges. Use your feet for walking and use your hands for giving things to people and don't get anywhere around someone's head and don't be using your feet to do anything except for walking. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting one that people don't realize is don't do yoga like inside of or in front of like a Buddhist temple or something like that. Cause again, like people don't realize it, but like if you do like a handstand or something and then you're putting your feet up in the air, or you're putting your feet above other people's heads or your feet are pointing towards the Buddha image or they're pointing towards people. Um, you do need to be kind of careful. Like sometimes you wouldn't think about that and people putting their feet up. Yeah. Just, just, you can, you cannot do that for your holiday at the very least. Oh yeah. That's a great one. Now you have one about currency here. That's really important. Ah, this one drives me nuts. Uh, it happened to me in, in Myanmar uh, many years ago where they, use, they they accept U.S. currency. And here in Cambodia, it happens all the time because we use U.S. currency here in Cambodia. But, but if UN, U.S. currency has any sort of rip, mark, tear, smudge, discoloration, anything other than pretty pristine, it, it's unacceptable. It's not valid as as currency in myanmar when i was there it was actually the serial number any bill that started with a certain number was unacceptable um, but just in general especially here in cambodia but anywhere where you may even have to exchange u.s currency for other money um, they won't take 
money that that is marked or ripped or torn or anything like that. So just make sure that you don't bring money that's not pristine. Yeah. And a lot of currency exchanges outside of those countries, if you tell them you're going there and you want crisp bills, they, they understand, they know it. Conversely, if somebody gives you change and it's a crappy appearing bill, you can give it back to them and they'll, they'll totally get it. Like you'll say, oh, this one's really beat up and they're just trying to unload it on you. So be nice, but they won't be surprised by that and they'll be fine with it. My next one applies, I'd say pretty much all over Asia is as a male, like don't touch females, especially like contact, physical contact between males and females. This varies widely between countries. But it's it's generally not something cool. So even like you're chatting with someone, you touch her shoulder, that could really not look good for her and also put her in a really in a really awkward position. So I'd say just don't touch people, really avoid it. Now, the flip side of that is in a lot of Asian places, men can be a lot more touchy than maybe Westerners are used to. So don't be a jerk and freak out, too, if some guy like kind of holds your hand for a moment while he's talking to you or puts his arm around you like. I know it's a bit odd, but like that in a strange way is is kind of more acceptable than just touching a woman's shoulder. Agreed. Now, my next one, I think this one should have probably gone in the potpourri category, but uh, I guess it depends on the, the quality of the, the toilets in whichever country you might happen to be in. But in general here in Asia, you don't flush things. Like you don't flush toilet paper, that goes in a bin. You don't flush your sanitary napkins. Um, and generally, you don't want to flush anything down the toilet. Um, but I think you mentioned it earlier, you should always have some some toilet paper handy. Uh, it's not always free. It's not always available. Um, in general, you want to, to learn to use the bum gun. Uh, so maybe that's my don't here. Don't be afraid to use the bum gun. Uh, but otherwise, like don't flush things. I mean, that's one of the most embarrassing things that can happen to you, I think, is when you have to like tell the restaurant or your hotel that you've, you've flooded their, their bathroom in, in your <laughs> hotel room or something. This is very similar to something we've covered a few times, but don't talk politics. A lot of countries in Asia have long-standing historical conflicts or border things like just don't talk politics. Don't talk about the neighboring countries because you could really upset someone. So just stay away from politics and discussion in neighboring countries too. Yeah, you know, my follow-up for this was going to be to not talk about things that like don't compare things in that country to how they are back in your home country. You know, oh... America. But even like, you know, here, like in, in Cambodia, I'd be like, oh, well, in Thailand, you know, we do this because I, I consider myself kind of Thai from from living in Thailand for so long. Um, but but you, you can offend the people of Cambodia by saying, oh, in Thailand, they do this because maybe you're implying that that they do it better, you know, which which you don't want to make people feel bad for for the way things are here. And things are just different. You know, like there are some things that are better in America than are in Cambodia. There's some things that are better in Cambodia that are better in Thailand, but you don't have to, to tell local people that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a fan, fantastic point. This one is, is, is eating. Don't take more than your share on a shared plate right away. So what I mean is Westerners will often look at something and go, oh, well, half of that plate is mine. So they take the entire half plate and put it with their rice. Asians just take a little bit of each food item, put it on their plate, they eat it with the rice. Once they need some more, they take a little bit more. That means you're never wasting it. You don't end up with more than you're going to eat. And it just looks like very oafish to, to like take your share of every dish and pile it onto your plate. So just take a little bit. See if you like it. 
watch the others. They eat a little bit. They eat a little bit with rice. Very civilized. Take a bit more. And never put food back on a shared plate. So if you've had some food and you're like, oh, I can't finish all this, don't try and give it to someone else. They're definitely not on for that. Wow, we have covered an awful lot. And I said at the beginning, but I'm always surprised when we come up with episode ideas sometimes. And I really think wow, we're not going to be able to fill this thing. But we came up with, I think, a lot of good little things to keep in mind. Um, what are a couple of your kind of standouts from our conversation, Trevor? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I I, mine, I, I still think in dues, but, uh, you know, like don't, don't, don't expect that everything is going to be the way that you think it's going to be when you're on holiday. You know, like maybe do keep an open mind. Like don't, you know, not everything is going to, not the food's not always going to be exactly what you wanted. The, this isn't going to work the way it was supposed to. This bus isn't going to go where you wanted it to. Like, don't expect that everything is going to be exactly how you think you're on holiday, hopefully again soon. And uh, you're there to experience different cultures and how people do things differently um, and learn a little bit about them and yourself, hopefully. Just try to go with the flow. Yeah, I agree. And, and overall, the overarching from a lot of these to me is kind of focus on where you are mm. and just soaking up that place. Like, don't worry about the neighboring countries. And like you said, don't compare things to home. Like, just live in the now, live in where you are and exactly. just soak that place up for all it is. If uh, anyone out there listening has some great don't do that points, please uh, send us an email or a tweet or something. We'd love to hear if you have anyone. Also, again, uh, we are asking for financial love and assistance. Go to patreon.com, search Talk Travel Asia, and you can sponsor the show from a dollar a month upwards. If you give us a nice shout out, like 25 bucks, man, we'll shout right back to you, give you a plug on the show. And we are recording now some uh, patron-only short episodes, some little videos and stuff like that. So thanks for checking it out. Also, be sure to go to talktravelasia.com and check out the show notes. We have lots of photos, links, etc. So Trevor, why don't you take us out of this thing? Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode with a special guest. I'm not sure what's queued up next, but uh, season three has been a great one so far. We're covering lots of topics that we've never discussed before destinations with fascinating people that uh, I've learned a lot about and uh, and hopefully you will enjoy too. So please uh, check back with us in a couple of weeks and uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom and Camp